0: Welcome to Citizens Climate Radio, your climate change podcast. In this show, we highlight people's stories, we celebrate your successes, and together, we share strategies for talking about climate change. I am your host, Peterson Toscano. Welcome to episode 87 of Citizens Climate Radio, a project of Citizens Climate Education. This episode is airing on Friday, August 25th, 2023. On today's show, Dana Nuccitelli is back with another installment of the Nerd Corner. Dana outlined some of the many benefits available to Americans right now as a result of the Inflation Reduction Act. We also have a special good news story from Barbie Land. Well, from Mattel. Well, kinda. (laughs) I have an exclusive interview with the actress and environmental activist Daryl Hannah. She will tell us about the new eco Barbies. They are made out of mushrooms.
1: Mattel intends to go 100% plastic-free by 2030.
0: Hmm, Sounds a little too good to be true. But first, we enter the world of TikTok. You know, that wildly popular social media app. According to the marketing firm Wallow Room Media, TikTok is available in over 160 countries, has over 1.1 billion users, and has been downloaded over 220 million times in the United States alone. Now that is a massive audience of people who could be inspired, challenged, and assisted in pursuing climate change solutions. But how do you reach them? Now, I'm asking because I've been creating TikTok videos for over three years. I have nearly 90,000 followers, and they love it when I talk about the time I spent in South Africa. Some of my videos have gotten over one million views and thousands of comments, but whenever I do a TikTok about climate change, yeah, it's suddenly like I'm shadow banned and my content is blocked from users. I want to crack the TikTok climate communication conundrum. What better way to learn than to speak with expert content creators? Cyrus Ferguson is going to break down one of his wildly popular climate-themed TikToks. But first, I want you to meet an up-and-coming influencer.
2: My name is Prachita. I go by Pratch as my nickname. Pratch is the way I usually introduce myself.
0: Citizens Climate Radio team member, Ruth Abraham, introduced me to Pratch on Earth and her TikTok channel. Not only does Pratch create TikToks about climate change and sustainability, she also shares moments from her day-to-day life. She models what it means to be a climate advocate. Ruth sat down and spoke with Pratch about her TikTok content and tips she has for any one of us wanting to break into TikTok.
2: I am an immigrant. I was born in India, and I moved here when I was around two years old. I'm very grateful for the life that I've been provided here in America. I'm a climate activist. I work with CCL a lot. I also am involved in local community organizations. I'm also a content creator for social media. When you're prepping content and then pressing record all the way to pressing post button. What does that creative process look like to you? I'll write out a brief script in the notes app on my phone. And then I'll usually have to cut it down based off like the length of the video. That's how I would do voiceovers. If I were to just take like a talking video I set up my ring light. I already have in my notes, I've written down a lot of things I want to say. I write down my script, I pull out my phone and I record things in the moment because I kind of feel like if I do write down a script way ahead of time, then I'll probably overthink it and it's best to rather put more content out there than holding myself back because I don't think that it's perfect enough it definitely helps to harness the energy of the moment to express your ideas in in the best way that you can. I like the bit of spontaneity. I think that also performs really well on TikTok. What's the audience you're trying to attract? And then what message is is it exactly that you're looking to direct towards them? People that maybe don't know what the next steps to take are. The younger group Maybe like high school students and even like college students or just young adults and teenagers, especially people before they become old enough to vote in elections, they do feel a sense of powerlessness. They're passionate about helping the world and helping curb the climate crisis. People that already know that they care, but they're just maybe not sure on the little steps to take. To get there. And so, kind of showing me in action as well as like me behind the scenes in my day to day life, I'm kind of showing people that, like, you know, your entire life, it doesn't even have to feel like a struggle. It's actually fun because you're connecting with all these like minded people. I think with any social media platform and especially TikTok, there are the positive and the negative sides of it. First and foremost, the strong emotional tie that the younger generation feels towards TikTok is that it provides a safe space for them to be able to express themselves creatively.
0: Thank you Pratch and Ruth for revealing some of the secrets of TikTok. You can follow Pratch on TikTok at Pratch on Earth. Pratch is spelled P-R-A-C-H Pratch on Earth. Cyrus Ferguson is a content creator in New York City with a wildly popular series of TikToks. He calls them Unintentional Sculpture Analysis. These make me laugh out loud. And with Unintentional Sculptural Analysis Part 13, it has nearly 200,000 views and 2,500 comments. Cyrus sounds so earnest as he looks at things on the street and applies a sophisticated art analysis to what he sees.
3: Wading through piles of consumer waste, we find a mountain landscape formed from shattered asphalt, acknowledging that both our natural and urban environments are in crisis.
0: I had to reach out to Cyrus about this series. The unintentional sculpture analysis
4: I think it's it's just how my brain works. Like I think walking around New York is the most fascinating thing if you have your eyes open and maybe your headphones out. And so I think I I'm always just kind of like looking for the unusual and the the interesting around New York, just walking around my neighborhood. Sometimes people ask me like, "Oh, do you ever stage it or do you ever think about staging it?" I'm like, "There's no need. The, like the things that you find. You you couldn't come up with a better idea or a better sculpture so I noticed that that kind of like started jumping out to me seeing these very moving or interesting compositions for the first couple I just was experimenting and, and trying it out and thought the idea of unintentional sculpture analysis was funny yeah pretty much right away it started to get people's attention and the algorithm found this the right kind of person who'd be interested in
0: it what makes it work is that the art analysis sounds so authentic and his character is so sincere. I learned how
4: to speak this language, this art speak dialect. I don't think I came away with any particular skills in painting or lithography, learning to to think in this way of like finding meaning and sometimes in a in a little maybe overblown way became very natural. It's hearkening back to those like art school critiques where half of it is the thing that you made and then half of it is how do you present it, how do you explain it. I'm sort of, you know, lovingly poking fun at all the ways of speaking and vocabulary that you end up learning to use and ways of stringing ideas together it's the character of this very intense analyst of art. It's not untrue. Like, I I, I do believe what I'm saying. It's just, you know, there's a couple levels of <laughs> performance or irony to it.
0: Let's look at Unintentional Sculpture Analysis Part 13. It's only one minute and 11 seconds long, but it goes to silly and deep places. I asked Cyrus to explain what we see in the video. I'm walking
4: down the street, this is right outside my laundromat. Well, the shopping cart, that's a dead giveaway, it's just on the street, right next to this huge stump, which I always find very sad. And then there's this beautiful, like, Mercedes-Benz vintage car. And then this DHL van pulls up with a windmill on it, which I wasn't able to get in the video, but my commenters let me know that should have been part of the analysis. So the DHL van, the shopping cart, the shorn-off stump, piles of trash. Oh yeah, there's this like construction site, which it's all this broken-up asphalt that felt very mountainous to me. There's these strange little mini trees and these planters, which I always thought were funny walking out of the laundromat and kind of indicative of this very controlled way that we interact with nature in the city. And then I saw this one-way sign, I looked across the street, and there's this new gym that's called Reform. A perfect word, a perfect button to, to end the video on.
0: Okay, you have a visual of this New York City street corner, and now Cyrus and his Unintentional Sculptural Analysis, Part 13.
3: Welcome back to Unintentional Sculpture Analysis. This piece clearly depicts the ravages of climate change. First, we are confronted by our historic obliteration of nature. Then, a buttercream bends with California plates, the fading American dream of never-ending expansion. The artist pairs this symbol with a DHL van, the ultimate symbol of having anything we want delivered around the world whenever we want it, and an empty, all-black shopping cart exposing the ultimate hollowness and blight of this fantasy. Wading through piles of consumer waste, we find a mountain landscape formed from shattered asphalt, acknowledging that both our natural and urban environments are in crisis. The nature that we have left is relegated to ever-shrinking plots of land, and yet still it grows hardy, vibrant, while government action consists largely of half-hearted warnings and dysfunction. The one way through this disaster is to shine a light and cross the road to large-scale reform.
0: The many comments to this video reveals that Cyrus has found a way to reach his audience with climate change messaging. But why TikTok and not some other format? I started
4: experimenting with short form video, with TikTok in particular, because it is this kind of extraordinary, mysterious platform and like way of reaching people. And I think I was just at first making whatever ideas were coming to me that that I found funny or interesting or inspiring in some way.
0: Like Pratch already mentioned, humor is a key component with many of the serious topics covered on TikTok. That means there is a place in the climate movement for the class clown.
4: Some of us are born to be the research scientists who, God bless them, are, are doing so much. But some of us are, you know, little jokesters. And that that doesn't mean that we can't be involved in the greater kind of push towards this.
0: (laughs) So are you thinking you might want to try your own climate change TikToks? Cyrus Ferguson provides us with insights he has gained through his own TikTok content experience.
4: You have to follow your intuition and your personal taste and interest and follow that thing, follow that curiosity. This idea came about because of studying Marcel Duchamp in school and watching an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Somehow, in between, this idea emerged. I haven't seen someone do something quite like it on TikTok. It's impossible to kind of like give people a template to what's going to be good content. Ultimately, the things that are the most personal that only you could have come up with or only you could have put into motion at this specific time, it, that's what's gonna be the best content, what's gonna, I think, really connect with people to find that like personal specificity and strive for originality over, oh, this person is successfully doing this format, let me transpose it and, and do it myself. It may work, but it's gonna feel more rewarding if it's, it's something that feels personal. What's been really interesting to me about unintentional sculpture analysis and the way that people have received it is that I believe it shows that there's an appetite for imagination and for play. That's sort of the opposite of where our minds usually go when we're talking about something serious and something like climate change. We feel strongly people need to hear this, people need to do something, this is this is really grave. That's so true. We can engage with things that are weighty, but it doesn't have to be so dark or serious all the time. There's a way to engage with these things that can be through a lens of imagination, and that might be honestly an easier shortcut to some of these things there's something about using imagination and play, which I think is what people enjoy about watching these videos, is that I'm kind of inviting them to play. I'm inviting them to pretend with me.
0: That was Cyrus Ferguson. Follow him on TikTok at Cyrus Ferguson, or just do a Google search for unintentional sculpture analysis. You will totally find him. Coming up, I speak with actress and eco-activist Daryl Hannah. She has a big announcement to share that will forever change the future of Barbie dolls. Plus, you'll find out how you can save a lot of money while lowering your household emissions. Do you want to connect with other creative climate advocates? Well, then join us for Building Community Beyond Barriers, a people-focused conference. This is a virtual Citizens' Climate Lobby conference that doesn't focus on policy. Instead, we'll focus on the experiences of people working towards climate justice and action around the world. We'll hear individual climate stories, celebrate courage, resilience, and learn from each other. This online conference is hosted by CCL's Affinity Action Teams. Building Community Beyond Barriers, CCL's inclusion conference will be held on Saturday, September 16th, 2023. Plus, there is a virtual reception the night before on Friday, September 15th. To learn more about the conference and the free registration, visit cclusa.org inclusion. That's cclusa.org inclusion.
5: Hi, I'm Dana Digitelli, CCL Research Coordinator, and this is The Nerd Corner. I'm here to highlight some interesting new climate research for the nerds out there, and to make it understandable for the nerd curious. In this episode, I'll tell you about the Inflation Reduction Act, also known as the IRA. We consider the question, What financial incentives does the Inflation Reduction Act offer to reduce our home's carbon footprints? This question is critical to Citizens' Climate Lobby's new focus on building electrification and efficiency. Burning fossil fuels in buildings accounts for about 13% of America's climate pollution, and the IRA provides billions of dollars in incentives to reduce those building emissions. Space and water heating account for about two-thirds of the energy use in buildings. Fortunately, the IRA provides incentives to install clean, efficient appliances that can do both jobs. What appliances can do that? Heat pumps. Instead of burning fossil fuels to warm the air and water, Heat pumps just move and amplify heat from a source like the surrounding air. This is a much more efficient process, and so heat pumps not only reduce climate pollution, but they can also save on monthly energy bills. Electric stoves are also more efficient than gas stoves. And electric stoves reduce indoor air pollution that can cause health problems like asthma in kids. Similarly, electric cars are more efficient than gasoline-powered cars. The growing fleet of electric cars on our roads also reduce local air pollution. Solar panels reduce monthly electric bills while generating carbon-free power. And weatherizing our homes through steps like improving insulation, sealing leaks, and upgrading windows can greatly improve their energy efficiency. The Inflation Reduction Act offers financial incentives for all of these electrification and efficiency improvements. These incentives come in two buckets tax credits and upfront rebates. The tax credits are available right now. The IRA tax credits cover up to 30% of the costs of heat pump space and water heaters, home weatherization, solar panels and battery storage, and electrical panel upgrades. And there are also tax credits available for new and used electric cars. The tax credits are applied via your annual federal tax return. Most households will also qualify for $14,000 in upfront home electrification and efficiency rebates. The rebates will cover up to 100% of upgrade costs for low-income households and up to 50% of costs for middle-income households. These rebates will apply to heat pump space and water heaters, electric stoves, and electrical panel and wiring upgrades if needed. High-income households can also get rebates for overall home energy retrofit projects. But state energy offices first have to set up the rebate programs with the Department of Energy, so the rebates may not be available until 2024. To learn more, check out Rewiring America's IRA Savings Calculator to see which tax credits and rebates you qualify for. Just visit cclusa.org slash IRA calc. That's cclusa.org slash IRA dash calc. I'm Dana Nugitelli with The Nerd Corner. Thank you for being curious and for your commitment to climate progress. To join the discussion about climate science, technology, economics, and policy with CCL's research team, check out the Nerd Corner at cclusa.org/nerd-corner. That's cclusa.org/nerd-corner. I hope to see you there.
0: you have a question for Dana, email us radio at citizensclimate.org. That's radio at citizensclimate.org. We will make sure he you gets your question. And read more of Dana's analysis by visiting cclusa.org slash nerdcorner. Our good news story today comes from Barbie Land, or Malibu, or I guess Hollywood? I speak with Daryl Hannah. She's appeared in many hit films, including Splash, Kill Bill Volumes 1 and 2, and in Blade Runner. You have good news. An announcement from the Mattel Corporation.
1: They hope to support a global ban on plastics. It's really what needs to be done. Barbie and I are about the same age. Except... She will never die, really. During my lifetime, Barbie and over one billion of her friends have been abandoned in our landfills and waterways, where they will live on forever. Unfortunately, we've all learned that plastic waste is everywhere. It's in the water we drink, the food we eat, even inside our bodies. And recycling won't fix it. I am proud to announce that by 2030, all Mattel toys will be plastic-free, starting with the iconic Barbie doll. In just a few years, Barbie will be made of totally compostable materials. Mattel will also support a federal ban on all plastics in kids' toys and on single-use plastics. To mark this incredible shift, Mattel is releasing a new line of limited edition eco-warrior Barbies, commemorating the real-world heroes of the environmental struggle, with one even named after me. Hopefully, others will follow suit immediately so that they can stay competitive. It just makes sense. It does. And it's just fantastic.
0: It is. And why are you so passionate about this particular issue?
1: Well, I've been engaged in all aspects of fighting for our planet, our planet's inhabitants, um, not just the humans, but the other creatures as well, and our ecosystems for pretty much most of my adult life. It's not even something that I consciously have decided to do. It's something I can't not do. When you love something, you want to protect it. Our planet has everything we need to live and thrive and survive. And if we could just manage to take care of it, to give it the love and respect and care that it needs it can support us beautifully like we could not create a better planet than this water popping out of the ground and fruit popping out of trees and food jumping out of the earth and i mean it's just phenomenal it's such an incredible place we just need to treat it with respect treat it mindfully not do stupid shit like cut it all down and fill it with poisons and mine it all up and 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 release more poisons, and that's what we've been doing for the last several decades. And we just need to stop doing it because now we are actually reaping what we have sowed, and we've seen the damage that it is causing us. And if we don't turn ourselves around really fast and stop doing those stupid things, we're we're (laughs) sorry to swear on your radio show. I don't know (laughs) if you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I could sort that out. For decades, girls women, many drag queens, have been pressured to be modeled to look like Barbie. And how does it feel to be the person who has influenced how Barbie looks now that there is a Daryl Hannah eco Barbie?
1: I I don't think they had to go too far from (laughs) their original doll to sort of do their doll of me since she already had, you know, my kind of height and coloring and whatnot. But the important part of it is to show that kids, they already have the common sense to know that they want to protect animals. They want to protect the things that they love and they want to protect the earth. The kids have taken on the bulk of the responsibility in the last couple of years and really have have been the ones who are serious and like, don't leave us this mess that you guys created. You got to straighten this. I'm going to swear again. You got to straighten this out. We don't want to, you know, take on your garbage. It's a beautiful thing that, that that kids seem to know, you know, what time it is.
0: The action figure they made in your likeness has an accessory that yeah. goes along with her. Two accessories, I believe.
1: I have a few accessories. Well, I have a mermaid tail, so I can do my work in the ocean. I have a monkey wrench. I have some uh, handcuffs. But you, actually, in fact, I used chains when I changed myself to a tree at the South Central Farm. And I have... I have a snorkel so I can also, you know, go and check out under the ocean. I have a few, I have a few, uh, I don't know where my toy is, but I, have a, I definitely have a few um, non-plastic biodegradable tools. Thank
0: you. Thank you so much for uh, playing along with this wonderful spoof of the uh, the Barbie Liberation Organization. I'm thrilled that they're updating their message they won from their last battle about gender roles and voices, and now they've they, uh, stepped up for the next fight.
1: It's all one thing, you know, just trying to get ourselves to live in a world that functions with more common sense. Well, thank you so much for being on Citizens Climate Radio. Thank you very much for having me.
0: That was Daryl Hannah playing along with a spook organized by the BLO or the Barbie Liberation Organization. They are also known as the Yes Men. In 1993, the BLO infamously swapped the voice boxes out of talking Barbie dolls with G.I. Joe action figure voices. They then repackaged these and returned them to toy store shelves. Of course, they're back again taking on plastic pollution. To see their hilarious video spoofs, including the fake TV ads for the Eco Barbie collection, visit barbieliberation.org. For links to news stories about the hoax and video of my complete interview with Daryl Hanna, visit cclusa.org radio. If you have good news you want to share on our show, email me radio at citizensclimate.org. That's radio at citizensclimate.org. Thank you for joining me for episode 87 of citizens climate radio please share our show with your friends and your colleagues we're growing in leaps and bounds in regards to our audience and we want to make sure we get into the ears of the people who will benefit the most from our program visit cclusa.org radio to see our show notes transcript and find links to our guests And many thanks to Ruth Abraham for her story about Pratch on Earth's TikTok channel. Citizens Climate Radio is a project of Citizens Climate Education.